welcome back to part two of the Playing With Power podcast, issue 64, Mike and John Spectacular. Yay! <laughs> Mortal Kombat 2 is the cover, but the hijinks are all inside the podcast. This is this is where the magic's made, people. Uh, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> so this is part two. Uh, so it's Friday. Hopefully you're ready to get swifty all through your weekend. <laughs> Uh, and you're joining us uh, as we wrap up the week with you. So, uh, part one we had uh, Mortal Kombat 2, as we mentioned before, and uh, we're continuing on with the uh, with the issue. We uh, just got through the coverage on Shen's Revenge, and we're now on to a special feature here on the making of Donkey Kong Country. So. Do 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 do. Which I know Ben will be upset he missed because he uh, he loves this game and he especially loved the marketing video that went out before uh, the release here. So we might have to revisit at least the video um, at a later <laughs> later point uh, per his request. But that's what he gets for spending quality time with his family. Yeah, like he's chump. not like us. He's not like us cool people that don't have families or lives. Yeah. All right. Um, we we made the right choice, right, John? <laughs> yeah. The loneliness, oh, yeah. the loneliness is worth it, right? <laughs> Tears are nature's lube. Just cry on your dick. All right. <laughs> anyway, so let's see. Video Donkey Kong Country special feature here. The video game jungle is full of surprises. When Nintendo unveiled the trophy from its latest safari, the world learned how spectacular those surprises could be. Donkey Kong Country stunned everyone with its 3D graphics. The sophistication of the game is unrivaled in the 16-bit era, but even more surprising, it surpasses even the best offerings from the 32- and 64-bit game platforms shown at the last CES. They're not wrong. This game is spectacular. So um, They're talking about here about um, Rare's involvement in the game. Um, with Tim Stamper, the co-founder of Rare, with his brother Chris, told Power that they began looking at 3D animation programming techniques because the new thrust towards digitized graphics for 16-bit game systems like the Super NES was just too limiting. Well, the result of their search was more of a medium, even eventually led them towards 3D modeling using the most sophisticated hardware available. I really, I don't even, part of me doesn't understand how they got graphics this good out of a, out of a Super Nintendo, but... <laughs> well, they experimented with PCs and Macs, but what they found they needed was dedicated graphics processing from Silicon Graphics Workstations, which now and then have been recognized as being the best for rendering realistic 3D images. But so they must have been, like, pre-rendering. Yep, and it says the answer lies in methods for creating frames of animation in the digitization process actual film is taken off a subject like Shaquille O'Neal and Shaq Fu all the perennial classic Shaq Fu are the martial arts experts used in Mortal Kombat 2 the sub the poor man Shaq Fu the individual frames of film are scanned and entered into digital form into the game program but the movements cannot be altered a digitized sequence of frames shows an actor's kick is carved into stone so to speak so you would be limited to real models. What Rare wanted was to have the freedom to make its characters perform any sort of action, including outrageous or impossible moves, and that you be able to manipulate every element of a character. 
using traditional digitizing techniques would have required a real gorilla who could be trained to grimace <laughs> on command, perform somersaults or give high fives, a daunting and expensive task, not to mention the smell mess and vast banana budget. <laughs> Three-dimensional computer modeling provided the answer. Using power animator software tools from Alias, Rare could create any character it wanted and control the movements of its body and limbs with absolute precision. The characters in DK Country are so lifelike that they exist with actual skeletons in the computer environment. To create a specialized motion like the high five, the programmers had to move the skeleton by dragging a cursor on the screen. The image of the character overlying the skeletal framework would then move along those same coordinates, creating a realistic and fantastically smooth animation sequence. And then we, underneath that, we get to see Donkey Kong stroking off a fish with its fin. <laughs> no, that's when he rides the swordfish in some of those levels, underwater levels. So, and we get to see um, an ostrich with a with a fly pair of kicks. All right, so let's see. Tony Harmon, uh, product acquisitions and development manager at Nintendo America, was visiting Rare. Uh, he saw a simple project and the works of showing a boxer with about 10 frames of animation that utilized computer modeling techniques. He realized his stampers were onto something revolutionary when Rare was able to convert that boxer into this, to the Super NES. But what made the dream come alive, Rare needed to make that dream, Rare needed help. When Tony returned to the US, he championed the cause with the backing of Mr. Takeda, Mr. Miyamoto of Nintendo in Japan, a the go-ahead to allocate funds to apply the new technique to a Nintendo game. So... I guess the big thing here is like they're pre-rendering using like the the silicon graphics computers, but and then and then outputting like the pre-rendered frames to to Super Nintendo because there's no way the Super Nintendo could just could process this on the fly. <laughs> so that's really cool. I don't know. Yeah. And we get to see, we get to meet Cranky Kong. One of the greatest parts of DK Country is the humor, and the funniest material comes from the old ape himself. Cranky mm -hmm. Kong, the original Donkey Kong, has returned in special areas of DK Country to dispense his old age wisdom. Back in his day, Cranky only had three frames of animation, and he was darn pleased to have that many. Not like these newfangled games. Cranky is only one of the endless surprises DK Country offers players in its 32 megabit world. Next month, Power would give you will give you the first in-depth look at the gameplay and stages of this 800-pound masterpiece. And at the bottom, we get to see behind the screens of DK Country. Once it was decided that the arcade gorilla who put Nintendo on the map more than a decade ago would break ground again with this new game, Nintendo and Rare had to invest heavily in equipment and talent. The first was to create the ultimate game development studio. As luck or foresight would have it, Nintendo already had been moving in the right direction by forging a relationship with Silicon Graphics for the Ultra 64. This partnership paid off for Rare when more than a truckload of Silicon Graphics equipment worth millions arrived. Even so, there were practical problems. Before the new computers could even come online, Rare had to make a further investment by providing more raw electrical power to the building. <laughs> Oh my god, they had to wow. redo the grid. Yeah. And not only did the SGI behemoths suck energy, they also produced so much heat that during the summer months, the studio's, the building's temperature would soar over 90 degrees inside, requiring an army of huge fans to cool both the equipment and the programmers. Although <laughs> the computers had been envisioned for development use for the Ultra 64, the computer modeling techniques also worked for the Super NES. The conversion to 16-bit graphics, according to Stamper, was the biggest problem because it was way pushing the Super NES far beyond what anyone thought it could do. Sort of like building an engine that could propel a Chevy to, that could propel a Chevy <laughs> to the moon. As it turned out, the partnership of SGI and Super NES surprised and thrilled everybody. 
Tim Stamper is not alone when he says, from now on, everyone will have to live up to this game. Oh, they did. They they created the the st- they created a standard that few could actually. Well, I don't think anybody actually. No, no one matched this. It's like just from from the graphic standpoint. It, it, I mean, it probably stands out as the the most different game from like the current generation of games of like any game ever. I would have to say like uh, anyway. So, oh, we have some more uh, mana coverage. You wanna you wanna rock this one, Mike? The final episode of the Days of Mana, Day Thirty, the Emperor's Castle. They talk about going back to the Resistance headquarters, and then they end up in jail. And then we meet them, and they fight the Metal Mantis, which is basically a metal version of the same Mantis you fought as the first boss. Sort of like letting you know how far you've come. Then we get to see Flammy. The mana, the mana dragon in action, and then we get to see a nice use of Mode Seven graphics where you fight the lime slime, where essentially you're walking along this floor, which is hmm. the end boss itself, and you have to attack the core. Hmm. And then we get to see different sorts of helmets, like the bandana. It says although the bandana didn't offer very much protection, it was all it could afford in Potos. <laughs> And then we get to see it move up from the hair ribbon to the rabbi cap to the headgear, which doesn't have uh, doesn't have any braces on it, so it was better than mine. The quill <laughs> cap, which is super pimping. I wear st- that duck helmet. That's what I want. <laughs> I get the steel boss. cap, the golden hel- the golden tiara, the raccoon cap, so you can all feel like a tanuki. The quilted hood when you feel like wa- when you feel like walking around like Wicked from the Return of the Jedi. The tiger cap has teeth on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> then the circlet, the ruby armlet, the unicorn helmet. So the unicorn helmet protects us and gets us invited into threesomes. <laughs> the dragon helmet, which is metal as fuck. And the duck helmet, which is metal as quack. It looks like Howard the Duck. <laughs> the cockatrice, which is like a <laughs> more metallic duck helmet. It has cock in it. <laughs> The needle helmet, which is great for when you're going when you're performing at a guar show. <laughs> the amulet helmet, which doesn't look like an amulet, because that thing mm. that's the thing that goes around your neck. Yeah. And then the fairy crown, which looks really resplendent. Yeah. And uh, then we get to see Gold City, which is a street where everything is paved with gold. Mm-hmm. And in there you fight the tiger of the labyrinth and then a gorgon and then you get some light things and then we get to see some more armor which is the overalls the kung fu suit the midge robe the chain vest next is the spiky suit the kung fu dress the fancy overalls which looks like something out of ziggy stardust's wardrobe then we get the golden vest the tiger bikini the tiger suit which you know like why would you want to wear a tiger suit and then the magical armor. And then the flower suit, which looks really neat. And the battle suit. And uh, basically the power suit looks like something like a Freddie Mercury put on a show with David Bowie about space. <laughs> and then the fairy cloak, which is supposed to be the biggest thing. And it says it belonged to a fairy who made it invincible to many forms of magic. And then we get to see rings, and I don't want to talk about the rings anymore, although the last guy in the ring looks like the Green Goblin. 
<laughs> and oh my gosh, there's so much stuff here. We get to fight a snow dragon, an axe beak, which is a uh, monster, then a red dragon, and a thunder gigas. And then we get to meet the mana tree, which turns out to be your mother. And then we get to see different forms of magic, like gnome, which is earth power, undine, which is water, which which has an, an attack of acid rain, <laughs> which is pretty freaking awesome. Then sylphid, where you get to attack with like Krillin's uh, destructo discs. Salamando, which is just fire. Then shade, which attacks with portals of darkness. Then lumina, which blasts people with light beam. And then Luna, which is more like the mystical powers of the moon, which confuse and disorient your enemies. And then Dryad, which is just like nature magic. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Hmm? What do you mean it's nature magic? Well, you get to like sleep, like sleeping pollen, and then burst. Which I guess is... So it's like Cosme. You put him to sleep and then he bursts on him. <laughs> and then we get to fight the... Then the second last boss is the Dark Lich. Which, as a boss, has its own unique music. And it's one of the most epic pieces of music. It's kind of like it's taking... It's like the sound... Like the soundtrack sounds like it's taking place inside of a clock. Hmm. Along with a big, amazing techno soundtrack behind it. It's just really awesome. I forget what the title of that song is, but uh, if you can like look up a Let's Play, like just like type in Secret of Mana Dark Lich, and then just enjoy the music from that fight. If you're not hindering, if you're not getting some walkthrough, the person is just like talking or screaming into it. Like this is some of the music I listened to on a cassette tape when I was going to school. Like I just played this music, put it on pause, and just blasted the hell out of that on my bus because you know it's not like I was talking to anybody <laughs> and then we get to see the mana beast where sadly enough your your beloved friend Flammy has turned on you and you get to have to kill him with the mana sword and it's excellent use of mode 7 graphics where the beast will charge at you and then come up and then attack and then charge at you again it's a uh, it's an epic it's an epic battle Battle of epic proportions. Indeed. <laughs> so you've have you beat that game yep. in real life? Yep, beat it. Saw the ending. It was. A, is there only like? Hmm? Um, is there like different endings, or is it like just one ending to the game? As far as I know, there's only one ending because I only beat it once, and <laughs> but like the sprite had died during the fight. Okay. So when I saw the ending talking about how the sprite had died, I was just like, "Oh fuck! You mean I, like I'm gonna have to fight him again and like keep the sprite alive?" But now I'm reading the final chapter here, and it says, "In the aftermath, even with the glow of victory, I couldn't help but feel that the fight had taken a terrible toll. My parents' dialogue and even the sprite had paid a terrible price." So, oh, okay. so it looks like the sprite was supposed to die. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I, I I was just ahead of the curve. <laughs> uh, so right. classified information we get to see the super continue code where you can get 20 continues <laughs> or for you Tasmania save, by the way or you save states uh, 
and then uh, Super, let's see, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, Extra Turtles Code, King of Dragons, uh, you can select the code to battle the same players against each other, um, Lester the uh, Unlikely, there's a stage select, stage, stage skip for Tom and Jerry, the, the, the ultimate stage the, skip is just turning it off. Yeah, sound test for Ninja Warriors. End credit, you can just jump right to it, because that's what I want to do when I'm playing Ken Griffey Jr., see who made the game. <laughs> uh, Firepower 2000, there's a skate, stage skip code uh, list here. That's kind of helpful. And it just um, it's just... Right. That's helpful to everybody listening. All right, and... Um, MLBPA baseball for EA Sports. There's uh, a game see. I never heard of called the Peacekeepers, which looks like Final Fight. Okay, I'm not done talking, but all right, fair enough. <laughs> and uh, World Heroes color change, which is like the Michael Jackson mode, and then there's a sound chest mode for Ninja Shadow. <laughs> all right, uh, so uh, Council's Corner. Young Merlin with Teresa Tibbs, who oh god, I've never seen her. a I've never seen a girl with a pompadour, and now <laughs> and now I have. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say anything too mean about her, but oh my god, that's why that's why I went to the hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's like a pompadour mullet. Yeah, that's probably the best thing about her. Oh my god, you've heard of a bad hair day? This is like a bad hair life. Uh, anyway, alright, so let's see. She has t- tips on how to beat the spider and its offspring, as well as how to keep the gate open long enough to walk through it. In the okay. game Young Merlin for the Super Nintendo. Right. And then Pat Matheny, who... <laughs> oh my god. He looks god. like a living embodiment of a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> he is like... Matthew McConaughey he's, he's, from Dazed and Confused. Yeah, he's smoked, like, way too many joints, like, in the course <laughs> of his life. Oh, hell, even that morning. So, uh, he, we have... He is just, like, this is like, if Jim Henson had a spirit animal, uh, it would be Pat Matney. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy looks so friggin' happy and chipper. It's like... All the joy and wonder in the universe converged yeah. into the creation of Pat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's all right. I'm I'm good with him. Uh, it does remind me to go find the ROM for Equinox because I wanted to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, this guy! He looks like uh, he looks like Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> I could see that. All right. And then next is Greg Wallace, who's rocking a uh, a perm that goes at least to his chest. Either that, or he's wearing like a a a a, play, a power jacket that has a very pimp-like boa trim. Really, this guy looks like this looks like he looks like a wrestler, like a WWF style wrestler. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, kind of, maybe, no. More like, just like your neighborhood weed dealer is more what I had uh, what I have going on here. But. <laughs> and he tells, uh, well, he's got good taste in games because he's telling us how to beat Link's Awakening by reaching the nightmare in the Eagle's Tower, getting the magic rod, and defeating the Shadow Blot. 
Although they call it the Shadow Bot, which doesn't look like a robot to me, so I'm going to call him the Blot. And then Carrie Jeff, whose face has more angles than it should. It's like someone took a picture of him and then, like, accidentally spilled coffee on the, on the morphing tool. <laughs> Look at him. It looks like his it looks like his horns are poking out. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know if that's a misprint or like he has a deformity. Like there's a line that like we shouldn't be making fun of. So <laughs> <laughs> if you're suggesting he has a deformity, then that just tells you right off the bat. Well, back. I don't know. It could be just. It could be, but it might just be the way it was printed. I don't he's, know. he's got cheekbones in his forehead. Let's just say that. Oh my god, this guy's got angles galore. <laughs> what is he? So what, it's just a, a map for Donkey Kong how to complete, on the Game Boy. How to complete level 2-7. So it's got like a nice drawing instead of an, a game shot. And then next is the Power Players Challenge, which we never got to talk about. <laughs> oh, for once we've... <coughs> We found something that Mike doesn't want to talk about. And then Tasmania. But not the Tasmania that was so great on the Super Nintendo. This is the Tasmania for the Game Boy. Which means it's not a it's not a third-person racing game. It is a side-scrolling platformer. And is there anything in here that catches your attention? Because... Yeah, there? Yeah, I'm here. Um... Uh, it looks like a pretty standard, uh, pretty standard uh, platform. I don't know what what to say about this game. And I get to fight a, um, a dino, which really is like a hippo and a giraffe had a baby. And then yeah. a bonus stage where Taz gets to go down a slide. Fun. <laughs> um, I have the hiccups now. God damn it! All right, and I haven't even been drinking that much. Oh my gosh. But. The, the, the clown thing is terrifying. The, the, you fight a monster clown in stage three, and it is just a big bozo face. Oh my god, the terror. The terror. God damn it. Stupid hiccups. Alright. And then for the might and then Mighty Morphing Power Rangers for the Game Boy. It looks really good on the um Super Nintendo though. And for the Super Game Boy... Or, or the Super Game Boy is what I meant, yeah. sorry. The levels, the main levels change depending on the ranger you choose. Which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, we get to see what it looks like you know, on the Super Game Boy before and after. And the improvements are obviously justifiable. Like, yeah, if, like, if, pretty... every, if every game did this, it would be worth getting the Super Game Boy. Because it is touched up nice. Yeah. Even the borders are pretty. Comes with a custom border that makes it look like you're looking through the screen at the Power Rangers base at the game. So that's pretty yeah. cool. I don't know. It's a Power Rangers game. Other than that, I'm not really that interested in it. But <sighs> so, yeah. oh boy, the next one we get to see basically a teamster attacking us for the players' poll. You're really dumb. So. Anyway, uh, the grand prize is a trip to ESPN to meet Chris Anchor, sports anchor of Sports Center. Back, 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 back. 
Chris Berman, not Chris Anchor. Now who's the idiot? Chris Berman, the sports anchor, as I said. <laughs> anyway, god damn it. All right. So, you'll get a complete lineup of ESPN games from so pickups <laughs> from Sony, including ESPN Baseball Tonight, ESPN Sunday Night Football, ESPN National Hockey Night, and ESPN, ESPN Speed World. So, let's see. Uh, second prize, you get a windbreaker and, like, a letter from Chris Berman, I'm assuming, as well as those games. And third prize... We have uh, more Nintendo Power shirts. So he's on the cover of the baseball and the Saturday Night NFL. Yeah, wow. he was like their iconic anchor for quite a few years. He only retired. He only up retiring like a, for good um, this year too. So he's, he went for a while, but he was. So what racial group did he did he alienate? No, none of that. Just I mean, he lasted till modern era pretty much. So wow. Good on him. He was kind of kitschy, like he had a lot of, like he would kind of overdo, like his big thing was like, during the, uh, what was it, the home run derby at the at baseball all-star game, he would like sort of ham it up for all the home, for all the home run calls and stuff. He wasn't particularly good at announcing games. He was, he was pretty good at the, uh, the sports center and then like later in his career what he was mostly known for was, um, he was part of the ESPN's, like, NFL coverage show, and he was, he was, like, big on his sort of, like, ways of saying, saying things. He has a very, like, iconic way of, of phrasing things, so. Hmm. So, uh, the top 20, we get to see Dick Nose Boy fighting a luchador <laughs> who is just simply, he, he, this reminds me more of, like, if there was, like, a wrestling version of Punch-Out!, this is essentially what we'd be looking at on the screen. Yeah, pretty much. For the Super Nintendo, we have Super Metroid, NBA Jam, Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, and Mega Man X gonna give it to you. John, what about the Game Boy? Alright, let's see. For seven months at number one, we have Wario Land, Super Mario Land 3... Uh, we also have Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and Kirby's Dream Land. And for the NES, for 72 months, Legend of Zelda. That's in- that's just incredible. Uh, 66 months, Tetris 2, and Super Mario Bros. 3, only 8 months. I don't know why. That's really weird to, like, um, that fall off, like, mysteriously for a month or something at some point. I don't know. So, what do they have why? to say in there, the That has play? to be a misprint at 8 months. I'm guessing it fell off. I don't know. No, I think it's like not like how many months it's been at number three. It's like how many months it's been out. No, I yeah, I no. It yeah, this doesn't be. make sense. That has to be a typo. I don't know about a typo. Maybe like by their criteria, it wasn't on the rankings for a month. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that other games like Zoda's Revenge or Dragon Warrior or the Ninja Turtles: The Manhattan Project or Kirby didn't topple the big five. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Not too many people are buying NES games at this point. So Even Dr. Mario. Yep. Okay, so now playing... Blackthorn. It says, Great animation and terrific sound effects bring this game to life. Total fun. Not one, not even the good guys are safe from your wrath. 
Passwords let you continue this lengthy adventure at your own pace. Downside. Better play control than other games with this sort of animation like Out of This World, Prince of Persia, and Flashback, but still a bit slow. <clears throat> Aerobiz Supersonic. Game type. Airline Strategy Simulation. Boy, I wonder how many games are in that category. Only that series, pretty much. Very realistic, but lots of replay value. Oh my gosh, how do... How is replay value on this? More variety than the original, one of the best simulations around. Downside, this game probably isn't for everyone. Some of the icons in the menu bar don't make much sense, though you'll, you'll, you'll get used to them in time. Alright, ESPN Speed World. Um, let's see. NASCAR Racing for one or, two play- one or two players. Good intro graphics, realistic driving strategies, and two-player option. However, the play control doesn't feel precise, not as much challenge as you would expect, and no NASCAR license means that no NASCAR star drivers appear in the game. And then for Mortal Kombat 2, uh, let's see, they say there's excellent graphics, sound, and play control. All the fatalities, babalities, and friendship moods are included in their original forms, they haven't been edited. (laughs) Graphic realism, unequaled on other platforms. Uh, take a swipe at Genesis and lots of secrets. However, depictions of violence may turn off some players. In other words, pussies. <laughs> pussies. <laughs> Pussy, I'm home. <laughs> Happily ever after. Never heard of it. It says Snow White takes a page from Mario's books in this eight-level platform game from American Softworks. Never heard of them either. The apple-enamored heroine hops and bops on cute bugs and birds while collecting fruit. A broad variety of actions will test your ingenuity and jumping skills as you seek out the warp zones, mid-stage flags, and hidden bonus areas. You can also play as the Shadow Man. <laughs> well, that changed. Well, that 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 sold it. Well, I'm sold. The good <laughs> options include a controller setup, which is important since the default <laughs> setup is very awkward. Oh wow. my gosh, that's their plus. Poor animation using a minimum of frames, not terribly challenging. <laughs> Nobunaga's Ambition, Lord of Darkness. Nobunaga games aren't for the impatient or action-minded player, but fans will enjoy the depth of this game. Icons aren't always clear, but they are quite a bit better than in previous Nobunaga games. All right. Let's see. Math Blaster Episode 1 from Davidson with a retail price of between $40 and $50. They're not even sure. <laughs> Let's see. They say there's good math repetition and addition, subtraction and multiplication and division, as well as good play control. However, there's not much variety, no higher math functions or concepts explore, explored. You don't get to face the calculus, boss? <laughs> and then for Shen's Revenge, unique shooter type play, very fast, good graphics, and one of the better mouse games. However, it's not as challenging as you might want, and some stages end too quickly. Sink or swim. Oh my gosh, it's by Titus, and its newest puzzle game combines elements of Lemmings and other games like Rocco's Modern Life. You're aboard a sinking ship and must lead the passengers to safety. Each room in the ship is a maze of ladders, machines, treadmills, and potentially useful objects like scuba tanks, but you have limited time as the water rises in the room, threatening your passengers. You lead the passengers by activating machines and switches that get them headed in the right direction. Oh my gosh, this is like if... if Barbie Dreamhouse made the studio behind Barbie made the friggin Poseidon adventure 
It says, it's a clever idea and a fun game for puzzle fans, good graphics. However, not very original gameplay, controls are not as intuitive <coughs> as they should be. I don't know, Lemmings with, a, uh, with, a, and it's, with an impending sense of danger? I kind of like this premise. It seems like it's a, <laughs> uh, seems like it's a nice distraction. Yep, yep, totally. So I think you've told I think you told us enough about Super Bomberman too. If you haven't played Super Bomberman one or two with four plays, you haven't lived. <laughs> Lots of new items have been included. Fun. However, there's no. <laughs> the downside is there's no six, eight, or twelve player option. Not as right. much. Not enough challenge in the adventure mode. <clears throat> I mean that'd be bonkers if you had eight. That'd be awesome. Oh. Two multi-taps. <laughs> I'll take the next three. We got Super Soccer Champ. Part two. Part two. Let's see. Easy and easy to learn to play. Four-player option and in, invincible super shots. However, uh, droning obnoxious sound, which I'm assuming is like the crowd noise. Weaknesses of computer goalies can be exploited for sure goals. It's like going. Uh, it's like taking Mike's uh, mom on a date. And then uh, we have Tecmo Super, super Baseball. Excellent use of the MLBPA license. Computer gra- computer players reflect all players. Ref- ref- sorry, reflect real players, including specialized pitches, good animation and graphics, a different type of play with the Mode 7 defensive view, great options, and a battery-backed-up memory. However, occasional difficulties with fielding due to the unusual view, you can usually lose the ball. and Or you can actually lose the ball, sorry. And the AI has some quirks. Shut up, Mike. All right, and then... Let's see, Troy Aikman football. Um, unique features like the salary cap, players can make their own plays, ex- easy play patrol, complete season, and other good options including excellent replay and stats. However, muted colors, indistinct characters, and limited frame animation detract from an otherwise classy game. Alright Mike, tell us about the next three. Vortex, it's a game of galactic proportions packed into a highly powered <coughs> super effects game. The great 3D graphics with full rotation and freedom of movement. Lots of gameplay variety with a password safe feature. However, the interior areas can be visually confusing in places. And those places are over the screen. World Heroes 2 Tournament Fighter. Good graphics, some interesting features, unique scoring system, standard fighting play control. However, all that ties in with the negative, not very original. And then Hammerlock Wrestling. They use the same picture for both Hammerlock and World Heroes 2. <laughs> yeah, they kind of dropped the ball on that one. But then it says, passwords for tournament action. Up to four players can trash. Some good sound effects and animations, particularly of the crazed crowd. Yeah, we get and to see thrash, we get by to, the way. We get to see the crowd doing that uh, that that famous meme of the crowd that's always like doing nothing and then something shows up on the screen and then they're all exuberant. Mm-hmm. This is that. Yep. And it says the bouncing up and down to show cinema screens is very annoying. Slow play control. Mhm. Let's see from their take on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on the Super Nintendo or Super Nintendo on the on the Game Boy. They say there's fun characters, but there's stiff animation and poor play control, as well as weak use of the Super Game Boy graphics. Which is disappointing, because it looked good to us, based on the coverage, so... <laughs> I guess we missed uh, missed out on the fact that it was kind of... bleh. 
and you want to take us out barman for game boy both challenging and fun super game boy color palette and four player option However, the graphics, if you want more Super... is bad. Are bad. If you want more Super NES Flash, check out Super Barman 2. <laughs> so they're not really loving it much. And then for the Super NES, oh my gosh, the Hammerlock Wrestling was a Super Nintendo game? It looked like a Super Game Boy game from that, yeah. from that one insert. So that's that's 2.0. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's what's rough. Oh my god, the Speed World did not get a 3 either. That's about as low as... 2.0 is about as low as I've seen their scores ever get, actually. I don't, I don't remember them getting much lower than that. So. Nobunaga's Ambition also hitting the threes. Well, just under the threes for graphics and play control. And then just on the threes for control and theme. Yep, the only thing here that they really have standing out... Uh, they actually rated Vortex relatively... Uh, most everything, everything in the mid-threes... Um, Ooh, Troy Aikman Com- football did not do well. No. Well, 2.9, 3.2, 2.9. I mean, it's right around, right around 3, so... Um, they gave uh, Blackthorn great graphics score, 4.3. There's a 4.2, 4.1. The only thing that's a little slow low is the, four, is the 3.3 play control. So that's not a bad midsummer game if, you, if you're stuck in 1994 and need a game to play. And happily ever after... <laughs> ah. God damn it. Right. <laughs> Happily ever after. Barely squeaked by with a three for graphics play control, but for challenge and theme, it didn't even crack a three. Mortal Kombat, of course, sweeped through with four. Surprisingly got low for the theme. I mean, Mortal Kombat mm. usually sets the standard for fun. I, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway on to Pack Watch. So, let's see. Final Fantasy three is coming oh, down the pipe at you, Mike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that this gets game. Mike, that gets Mike's dick hard. Oh, this game is so freaking good! <laughs> it is the golden no. standard for Super Nintendo RPGs. <coughs> so, like they say, it's actually Final Fantasy VI in Japan, but it's coming oh, our way. Oh, they did screw up here. It says a magic user named Kara is discovered by the rebelling forces and becomes the center of their hope to defeat the Empire. Her name is Terra. <coughs> Not Kara. Yeah. Well, that's terrible that they missed that up so. it's terrible <laughs> just terrible so yeah no uh great 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 rpg that i will avoid like the plague um yeah see we also rpg have. and adventure players this game will mean 100 hours of excitement fun and challenge <laughs> let's see konami has the adventures of batman and robin coming our way which looks like done in the art style of the animated series oh it absolutely is and it's great mm-hmm um, we also have The Lion King from Virgin, which uh, many people remember for its difficulty, but it is a pretty interesting game. And we get to see a, a, a <laughs> we get to see Timon and Pumbaa playing like a roach video, a roach falling video game, which is kind of like Chicken Little for the Atari or the Commodore <laughs> 64. And then we have uh, Uncharted Waters from Koei, so another strategy game uh looks like they're trying to spice it up with a little bit of action at least but it's not an ambition for the water all right there's sparkster which i never a rocket a... night game apparently yeah it's oh. a uh a shrew or a jer or a uh yeah Gerbil. something like a shrew in a suit of armor fighting a massive suit of armor and then michael's adventure chaos which in the is windy the city. michael 
Michael Jordan game, which isn't a basketball game, it's a platformer. Because... Shaq-Fu. Yeah, except that game, yeah. And then Pitfall the Mayan Adventure. Oh, it even mentions the dark ages of video games when the Atari 2600 still roamed the earth. A game Mm -hmm. called Pitfall made its debut. Now Activision is bringing forth a Super NES game based on that early hit, and the evolution of video games has seldom been so dramatically revealed. Pitfall the Mind Adventure is a showcase of terrific graphics, animation and sound, and an action game featuring Pitfall Harry of the classic 2600 game. The difference is made all the more dramatic because Activision has included an example of the original game as a play option. Wow, so it's just like the uh, the remaster of Secret of Monkey Island. Apparently, you can just yep. like choose to downplay it and be like, "No, I want to I want to see everything shitty." <laughs> and then there's a Radical Rex game platformer coming from Activision, <laughs> which at, which just as you think sounds like a dinosaur on a skateboard, it is. Yep. And Virtual Bart, another Simpsons game. I remember this one. It's all right. Kind of kind of like a lot of different mini games in one. Um, and then Packwatch, so. Indiana Jones's greatest adventure. Well, he, he, we don't see him going through the Shire or a uh, Mr. Slave's intestine, so I don't, I don't know about greatest adventure. I mean, we all know then, when uh, that that has its own high standard. Yeah. Um, but other games coming up are Arrow Fighter, Robotrek. Oh man, I loved Robotrek. That was a good <coughs> game. Three oh, yeah? Ninjas Kick. Yeah, Robotrek is a game where. You create robots to fight for you. And the more robots you fight, you gather their parts, and then you can mix and match your own creations. Which is just like the up... Oh my god, this is like Pokemon, if you could like Frankenstein your Pokemon together. Oh, and then what else? We have uh, Three three Ninjas Kickback, Cannondale Cup from the mountain bike manufacturer, Street, street Street Racer for the SNES... And Wild Snake SGB, which I'm not even sure what that means. Oh my god, it's, it looks like it's Minesweep. I don't know what it is, but it's some sort of puzzle. It looks like Minesweeper. Oh my gosh. And then, oh. Future Games, Adam's Family Values, The Adventures of Batman and Robin, Arrow Fighter, Battletech, Beavis and Butthead, Bubsy 2, Captain Commando, Cannondale Cup, Deep Space Nine, Demon's Crest, Donkey Kong Country, Dragon View, Earthworm Jim... Final Fantasy 3, Fireteam Rogue, Future Zone, The yep. Great Circus Starring Mickey Minnie Mouse. Oh my god. And then looking down oh. there at the bottom, we have <laughs> the War- NES. Warriors, Warriors Woods, the, the finale to the NES. So, uh, one more game. It's the final game. Da-da-da-da. And let's see. So, next issue, we have Pac Man 2, Maximum, Maximum Carnage, Illusion of Gaia, Brain Lord, Super Punch Out, <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Mega Man 5. Final Fantasy 3, Yogi's Gold Rush, and Mortal Kombat 2. As well as a preview for Donkey Kong Country coming down the pipe. <clears throat> and then we get to see the power trading cards featuring Joe and Mac 2 lost in the tropics, Monster Mac, Cammy well, and her nobody, weird nobody got the Nobody got the same same cards. So well, if you, can, got, at least, if you got yeah. different ones, take pictures of them. Show, the, show it on our uh, Facebook page. Show us your different trading cards that you got. And they got the TMNT, Bugs Bunny's Rabbit Rampage, and then Mega Man 4. And All then right. Cammy from Street Fighter with her weird weighted boots and her bruised legs. <laughs> yep, and then the Power Fest, they're giving some more tour dates here. 
as well as how to get to the finals, which will be at SeaWorld in San Diego, in San Diego, California. So uh, then they have an ad for Nintendo Repair with uh, get, Samus. Get instant repair. She's waiting. Yeah. And so, fellas, yeah, don't, you don't want to keep Samus waiting. Don't let her down. And that closes out the issue. We made it through in record time. <laughs> it's almost like I was trying to push Mike as fast as I could. <laughs> well, it, it did pretty good. I guess we, we make good progress with Ben weighing down the podcast. Yeah, no comic in here as well. And we, uh, we didn't have a guest this week, even though we were, we were trying to. So hopefully... We'll get those guests at a later point in time. So, so yeah, they got back to me. They uh, they just like had some other things like work related stuff coming up. So they are definitely down for a rescheduling. So well, you who, you will meet them at a later point in time. Mystery guests for the future. Yep. Yeah, who are we talking about? You'll just have to keep listening and find <coughs> out. All right. So, uh, like we said in the first half, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you know, Facebook. Uh, the group is the best way. Um, play, with, play with Power Podcast on Facebook. Um, other ways to reach us, Mike? Reach out and like us. So, we got the uh, we got the Twitter, at GetThePower88. If you want to talk to us, and by us I mean me, yep. you can also email us at the Playing With Power... What was it again? It, playing With Power... Playing With Power... Playing with Power 88, is that it? Or Playing something? with Power Podcast at gmail.com for the email. <laughs> oh, what about the Twitter? The, at, that's at GetThePower88. GetThePower88. And you can also reach us on, if you like the show and you want to support us or get some exclusive content, you can support the show at get the pow- at patreon.com slash playingwithpower. Is it just Playing with Power or Playing with Power Podcast? Try one, then the other. Support Beat both someone. Support both of them. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to kill myself to get rid of these hic- hiccups, which has just been great, but all right. Okay, so uh, thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And you've been playing with power. Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power.